Welcome everyone to episode number 42 of the LaGrange Media Podcast with yours truly, Toby LaGrange. This week, there will be no guests. However, there will be some new ones in the near future, including a very special one soon after Super Dirt Week 51. This week, though, we are going to revisit the Malta Massive Weekend at the Albany Saratoga Speedway, look ahead to this weekend's Outlaw 200 at the Fulton Speedway, talk about the newest podcast to come from LaGrange Media Productions, and, of course, much, much more. Before we get going, please remember to like, follow, and give this podcast a five-star review. Every positive review and like helps grow this podcast and will allow me to bring more content to you, the race fan. We will begin right after a word from the rich and classic muscle parts. So let me ask you a question. When the weather is nice, do you have plans on Sunday nights? You don't? Well, you should, and they should include the Glen Ridge Motorsports Park. Located off Mary's Lane in Fultonville, the Ridge hosts weekly Dirt Car 315 Modified, Dirt Car Sportsman, and Dirt Car Pro Stock Action, plus a whole heck of a lot more. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And make sure you check out our website at www.glenridgemp.com. That's www.glenridgemp.com. The Ridge, your home for dirt cars Sunday nights. Are you looking for a hard-to-find part for your vehicle? Then look no further than Classic Muscle Parts. Owned and operated by Jay Fitzgerald. Classic Muscle Parts specializes in rare and hard-to-find automotive parts for all years and models. Classic Muscle Parts is unlike most businesses in that in addition to selling parts, they are always looking to buy the parts that you have stored away for safekeeping. Located in Galway, they are an easy drive from anywhere in the Capital Region. So give them a call today at 518-857-0311. Or find them online at www.stores.ebay.com slash Classic Muscle Parts. And of course, give them a like on Facebook. Classic Muscle Parts, the place to go for those rare and hard to find auto parts. This past weekend, the Albany Saratoga Speedway brought down the curtain on not only their own 2023 racing season, but on the big car racing season here in the capital region of New York. To say that the two-day event lived up to its name would be about a massive about a massive of an understatement as one could make. Well over 300 entries packed the area of the Great Race Place with a massive crowd on hand and some of the best racing around to boot. Even with the rain delays on Saturday night, all of the events went off as planned, and we the race fans are sure glad they did. The event kicked off on Friday night with the $5,000-to-win Dirt Car 315 Modified Series event, which is the first time ever that the series has made the trip to the track. The series made a return to the Capital District in June at the Glenridge Motorsports Park for the season opener. Friday night's event drew 60 entries to the Route 9 Oval, and after time trials, six heat races, three last-chance showdowns, and the 50-lap feature event was over, Matt Williamson was stand tall in victory lane. The St. Catharines, Ontario driver took the win over track regulars Mike Mahaney and Mark Johnson, Glenridge Motorsports Park Dirt Car 3 Modified Series winner Billy Dunn finished 4th, and Ontario's Chris Rabby, a former champion himself, finished 5th. Other notables included the Glenridge Motorsports Park track champion Jordan McCready, who was 17th, runner-up in the Ridge Points Lance Willicks, who was 20th, and track regulars Brian Calabrese, 22nd, 
C.J. Castelletti, 23rd, and Chris Bisson, 28th. And those would be Glen Ridge track regulars, I should have added. When one looks back on the 2023 season for the Dirt Car Sportsman Division here in the Northeast, one name will immediately come to mind, and that's Andrew Buff. Buff is having a career season in 2023 with track championships at the Albany Saratoga Speedway, Fulton Speedway, the Glenridge Motorsports Park, as well as the Dirt Car Central Region title, the Hoosier Racing Tire Dirt Car Weekly Championship title, and following his massive win Friday night, a 71-point lead over Tyler Corcoran for the overall Dirt Car Sportsman Championship for the season. Buff won the 35-lap Dirt Car Sportsman Championship Series event Friday night over younger brother Zach Buff. Quebec Cedric Govro, Gerald Ayers Memorial Sportsman Event winner Gavin Eisel, and track regular Travis Whitback. Buff also made the second attempt behind the wheel of a dirt car 315 modified. His first came at the Ridge last Sunday, but the uh, last Sunday the 17th, but the night was lost due to rain after the heat races had been completed. He just missed qualifying for the dirt car 315 modified series event on Friday night at Malta. In all, 67 drivers entered the event. The series move on, moves on to the Weedsport Speedway on Tuesday, October the 3rd, and the Brewerton Speedway on Wednesday, October the 6th. From there, it's off the, to Oswego for the Super Dirt Week 51 activities, and then up to Brockville, to the Brockville Ontario Speedway, I should say, a week later to finish out the Dirt Car Sportsman season. Thanks to Mother Nature, the Dirt Car Pro Stock Division would do double duty during the Malta Massive weekend. The $10,500 to win Autism Awareness event would take place on Friday night, while the Dirt Car Series event was held on Saturday night. Chad Jessiel brought home the largest payday in the history of the Pro Stock Division Friday night over the 44-car field. Jessiel picked up the win over Nick Stone, Luke Horning, Pete Stefanski, and Rich Crane. The Dirt Car Series event would see 20 of those drivers return, again under rainy conditions, and when all was said and done, Cousin Luke, Luke Horning, continued his Dirt Car Pro Stock Division dominance with the win. Kim Duell would finish second, with Stefanski third, Chuck Dombuski fourth, and Jackson Ryan fifth. The series next heads to Oswego for Super Dirt Week 51. The street stock of four-cylinder divisions were also in action on Friday night. Veteran driver Dan Madigan picked up the street stock 20-lap event over P.J. Cram, Chris Stalker, Jimmy Duncan, and Jeff Meltz Sr. In four-cylinder action, John Shepard would bring home the checkers in the dual-cam division, while Robert Garney would do the same in the single-cam division. As great as the weather was on Friday, it was not so great on Saturday as Mother Nature intervened, causing a couple of short weather delays. The rain did not stop 45 drivers from entering the Super Dirt Car Series event that highlighted the weekend. The Malta Massive 115 paid $11,500 to win and was run in honor of Kenny Tremont Jr., who called it a career following the night's racing action. When all was said and done, Stuart Friesen picked up the big payday over two rising stars in the Dirt Car Modified Division, Quebec's Felix Waugh, and track regular James Meehan. Larry White and Peter Britton completed the top five. In addition to the previously mentioned Dirt Car Pro Stock Series event, the limited sports in the division also was on hand on the Saturday card. Chase Zimmer earned a trip to victory lane over the Stout 32-car field. Dylan Grogan, Mike Arnold, Mike Perotti, and Chad Gregory rounded out the top five. Not only did the Malta Massive Weekend live up to its name, it cemented its place in the hierarchy of Dirt Modified events, right behind the Big Three, Super Dirt Week, the Outlaw 200, and the Eastern States 200. A big shout-out to Lyle DeVore, his family, and team for hosting the Swan Song for the Capital District Racing season. 
there's a reason why DeVore was crowned Promoter of the Year. Also, a big shout-out to the announcing crew for the Multimassive Weekend. To steal a line from the Stick and Ball Sports, certain first ballot Hall of Famer Danny Martin, along with Dirt Car 350 Modified Series announcer Tim Baltz, did a masterful job on the microphone all weekend long, and the same for Mike Warren, who is really cementing himself as a new voice of the Super Dirt Car Series. I don't know about you, but I am looking forward to hearing all three of at Super Dirt Week 51 in just about a week's time. As I alluded to, the Saturday Super Dirt Car Series event was the final event in the historic career of the Sand Lake Slingshot, Kenny Tremont Jr. As a guy who grew up on the other end of the Capital District, it was always a big deal to see the famous 115 come down Riverside Drive and to follow his travels all over the dirt-modified world. Without the Lebanon Valley all-time feature winners list to reference, I believe that Tremont is the only modified driver to win all four Capital District racetracks. Albany, Saratoga, Glen Ridge, Lebanon Valley, and Fonda, and the only one to win track championships at all at three of the four, Albany, Saratoga, Lebanon Valley, and the Ridge. The sport will not be the same without Kenny in the field each week. However, the Tremont name and the iconic 115 will live on with his son Montgomery. Montgomery has been a regular in the 3-feet modified division at the Valley in the past few seasons, and this season started to venture out to the Ridge on Sunday nights when his schedule allowed. Hopefully, we'll see the 115 for years to come. It's also been announced that not only will Montgomery compete at Super Dirt Week 51 with his number 115, Dirt Car 315 Modified, but he will campaign his dad's 115 Dirt Car Big Block Modified as well. And I believe it's the same car that ran the Malta Massive weekend with. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. Enjoy your retirement, Kenny, and a huge thank you for all that you have done for our great sport. Speaking of Super Dirt Week 51, I will have a bunch of comment or content excuse me, coming from there in the weeks that follow the event. Episode number 43 will also drop next week, prevent, previewing the biggest event in the Northeast Dirt Modified Racing World. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after we hear from one of our sponsors, Swagger Factory Apparel. What if I told you there was a company run by racers for racers? That was not only local, but offers affordable pricing. Would you be interested? Well, I hope you would be. And if not, you should be. Because there is. Swagger Factory Apparel is the fastest growing motorsport safety wear company in the Northeast. Swagger Factory Apparel are builders of SFI certified Nomex fire suits, gloves, shoes, underwear, and more for all motorsports applications. They also specialize in sublimated crew shirts, Hoodies, jackets, cartware, and more. Contact Mike Jackson today via their website at www.sfracewear.com. That's www.sfracewear.com. Or visit one of their expert dealers such as R3 Graphics, JK Signs, DH Graphics, or KDP Promotions. Swagger Factory Apparel. Quality, safety, and style. By racers. Four racers, all at affordable prices, located right here in the Mohawk Valley. If you know me, then you know that one of my favorite events of the season is held each fall at one of my favorite tracks, the Fulton Speedway. This year is no exception, and this weekend, the high-banked Oswego County track will host the 37th annual Milton Cat Outlaw 200 weekend. Racing action starts tonight at 7 p.m. with Thursday Thunder, 
On tap will be the IMCA Stars East Coast Nationals for the Mod Lights. That'll be 25 laps. The RL Cleeting Incorporated $1,000 to win four-cylinder open. Another 25-lap event. The EMV Energy Novice Sportsman Championship, which will go 20 laps. And the Hobby Stock Showdown, which is also 25 laps. There will also be practice sessions for the Empire Super Sprints, the Sportsman, and the Modifieds. Action resumes with Fast Friday tomorrow night. Starting time is 7 p.m. The Empire Super Sprints will be on the card along with the 15-lap modified qualifiers that have quickly become a tradition for the Outlaw 200. The winners earn the 17th through 20th place starting spots in the Outlaw 200. And the heat races for the Industrial Tire of Central New York, Sportsman Shootout, and Constellation Events. The weekend concludes with the 37th annual Milton Cat Outlaw 200 for the 358 Modifieds on Saturday. All the 358 Modified heat races, Constellation Events, and the Last Chance Shootout will take place on Saturday, as well as the Outlaw 200 itself. Also on the card will be the Sportsman Division with their Last Chance Qualifiers, the $514 to win Jeremy Pitcher Memorial Pole Dash, presented by Power Seal Driveway Sealing, and the 50-lap Industrial Tire of Central New York Sportsman Shootout event. Unlike seasons past, the Modified Division will be under the 358 Modified Rules once again, plus sale panels, kind of going back to the way it all started. The Sportsman Division will mainly follow dirt car rules, but will not be a series event this season. A huge shout-out to the White family and Corey Reed for putting this event on each and every year. It takes a lot of work that sometimes goes unnoticed and unappreciated by some. While I do not watch a lot of the so-called big league racing events, I do enjoy IndyCar racing and always have, going all the way back to the kart days back in the 80s. The NTT IndyCar Series has announced their 2024 season schedule and has some additions, subtractions, and some room for improvement. The entire schedule can be seen on their website, www.indycar.com, but the season opens on March 10th with the annual event on the streets of St. Petersburg and now concludes on September 15th on the streets of Nashville. For me, the 17-event schedule needs to be increased by three. A nice 20-event schedule that starts during Speed Weeks in Daytona and ends in mid-October would be perfect. It's great to see the Milwaukee Mile back for a Labor Day weekend doubleheader, but they need to add a Watkins Glen in New Hampshire to the mix as well. You need to get up to 20 events, because I feel that'll give more of a long season, if you will, I guess is the way to say it, for the series and allow for more people to become interested. Right now, it's just too darn short. They should kick things off in Daytona during speed weeks, on the road course, of course, and then add one day at the end of September, maybe Watkins Glen, and one in mid-October, I'd say Laguna Seca out in California. They should replace the, the summer Laguna Seca event with a return to the mile up in New Hampshire at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. That would make for a great schedule for the IndyCar Series, in my opinion, of course. On November 1st, the newest podcast to come from the LaGrange Media Production Stable will make its debut. The Dirt Track Flashback Podcast will flash back to the past with recaps of old racing events, some race calls from yours truly from events of the past, and some stories from the history of our great sport, plus a look at old publications, old history books, and programs, and much, much more. Basically, if it happened yesteryear, we're going to be talking about it at some point during this new podcast. The Dirt Track Flashback Podcast will be posted on the LaGrange Media account on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you listen to the current LaGrange Media Podcast. 
This way, you'll only have to like one place to see all of the LaGrange Media Podcast content. Now, the LaGrange Media Podcast, this podcast that you're listening to, I should say, will still be here. It's still going to be here as often as I can. Not going to go out and say it's going to be every week like I did this past offseason. I tried that. That's just not feasible. So it's going to be when time allows. I'm going to add this podcast, the Dirt Track Flashback Podcast, I should say, to this podcast. And we'll have two podcasts going along with one more project that I'm doing for the Ridge that we'll talk about later on this offseason. The weekend before last was a tough one in the racing community as we lost more loved ones than we ever should have had to. Condolences go out to Ed Lamerton on the passing of his wife, Betsy, and to Jeff Trombley on the passing of his wife, Serena. From the LaGrange family to yours, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Also, a friend of my family passed away during this time, Butch Austin. Butch was a friend of my father's during his time racing at the Fonda Speedway, and they also worked together. And then, along with his wife, Janet, a friend of my mom's. I spent a lot of time at their old house on Spring Street in Gloversville as a kid and grew up around their two sons, Butchie and Chad. Butch was also my baseball coach when I was a kid, and Butchie and Chad were my teammates. While my real name is Toby, I was named after late Dick Toby Tobias. And when I was a kid, I hated, and I absolutely hated, being called Tobias. I don't know why, but I did. There was only one person on this earth that was allowed to call me Tobias, and that was Butch. Even though we haven't been really close since I was younger, Butch was one of the first to congratulate me when I became an announcer. And then again when I became... When I got married, and then again when I became a dad for the first time, and for the second time. Rest in peace, my friend. My heart goes out to Janet, Butchie Chad, the grandkids, and the rest of their family. I am always looking for feedback on this podcast and all content that I create. If you have any racing questions, please do not hesitate to drop me a line. And if I get enough of them, I may start adding a viewer question and answer period to each podcast. And I might even do a complete podcast every once in a while on question and answers. Drop me a line on Facebook, Twitter, or at LaGrangeMedia at Yahoo.com. That will do it for episode number 42. Until next time, stay safe and support those that support racing. So long for now.